Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Hello again, it is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post in our Concord, North Carolina studios. Ashley Strummy in our Mifflin Town, Pennsylvania studios alongside. Hello, Ashley, how are you? I am good. It's good to be back. It was 12 days on the road, and we finally made it home. So. Yes, yes. We appreciate Erin Evernham. She does our digital show on Tuesday with us here. We appreciate Erin filling in 12 days on the road with a 16-month and a husband. How'd that go? Uh, we made it back alive, all of us. That's a mission accomplished. That's good. <laughs> that is great. Really, truly is. Fun stuff. Uh, speaking of fun stuff, um, one of my favorite places is uh, Jackson Motorplex, uh, and this weekend was the Agco Jackson Nationals. We used to do live shows up there, and when you go do these things, you get to meet the people. You get to meet the people at Agco. You get to meet the people at the penalty box, which is the bar there. You get to meet the fans, and you get to see it. And when I watch it on Dirt Vision, I'm bummed because I love being at Jackson, and Jackson will... I will get back to Jackson at some time because I just really, really do. Uh, James McFadden, like Jackson, the first couple of nights, J-Mac picked up his 10th and 11th career outlaw wins. Ashley, he has six this year. That's more than double. James McFadden has got that Roth 83 car rolling. He does, and what I can tell you is I don't think he has athlete's feet. Because I feel like there would be some kind of sickness that would arrive from all these shoeies that he's had to do lately. I'm yeah. so gross. It is. The shoey is an Australian tradition where they pour a beer in the shoe and he chugs it on the wing. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. He didn't have to do a shoey on Saturday night because Carson Macedo said, here, hold my beer. No, I'll hold your beer. Whatever it is. Carson Macedo got by. James had a great run and led a lot of that race. Got by. But, boy, I am telling you, the battle with him and Brad Sweet at the end was one for the ages, Ashley. They had that place rocking and rolling, and Carson Macedo picked up his uh, sixth win of the season. The young man can wheel a race car. He sure can. You know, uh, incredible showing, obviously a great race between him and Brad, but to go back-to-back there for the Agco Nationals is, is a big deal. Really, truly is. And so another one of the big marquee events is in the books. And Carson Macedo picks up the win in that race. And Carson Macedo is our guest here on the Sage Fruit Hotline. That was his 34th career World of Outlaw. He's a kid, Ashley. He's got 34 wins and he's a kid. It's unreal. anymore. I mean, he was a kid when he first started. I don't know. I feel like we're all growing up. Yeah, maybe he is a little bit too. Maybe he is a little bit too. So how about this? How about we find out? We'll dial him up on the Sage Fruit Hotline and we'll talk to Carson Macedo next. 
The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of outlaw NOS energy drink sprint cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. We are having a ball talking sprint car racing. We're going to the Sage Fruit Hotline, joining us fresh off from that win at the Jackson Nationals. Carson Macedo joins us. Hello, Carson. How are you? Hey, you're doing really well. How about you guys? We are doing great, that's for sure. Um, The Jackson Nationals, second time. Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, Bradley didn't make it easy there on the end for you. Boy, you had to work for that one. Has to be rewarding when you have a win like that. Yeah, definitely. I was nervous. He first got on the air here. I see you guys, Brad Sweet, in the background. I knew. He, I thought, man, I like. We won the race there, but you were you were rooting for Brad the whole time. <laughs> big fan. Uh, it was great, man. Brad's a Brad's a really really good race car driver, and um, he caught me by surprise the other night. I, I figured the bottom was going to be really good there at the end of the race, and man, when he sailed around me, by the time I could hear him, he was past me, and then. Um, luckily, I was able to kind of battle my way back by him and get the win there. But uh, all the utmost respect for him. And, um, you know, to be able to outduel him and win the race meant a lot to me the other night. So it was cool to be able to win that race twice. And, um, you know, obviously, JJR and Philip, Clyde, and Nate, they were pumped up and our whole team was excited. So, um, yeah, just a great weekend. Carson, in that moment, you know, when you see Brad go by you, and then you know you've got to swap sliders and and the excitement as race fans you're thinking oh my gosh or some other words that come to mind when you're in that moment is it kind of the same thing or is things just happening so quickly that you don't really have time to process thoughts it's just a matter of getting back to the lead how does that work yeah it's so funny like in the past when uh, I've been asked the same question. I, I think to my, like my current self in the race car. And I think it's just so everything's happening so quick that you're just reacting. Um, I'm sure my heart rate goes up. I'm sure obviously like I'm in the moment, I just feel like I'm driving as hard as I possibly can to try and get back by him and to make the right decisions. And, um, the emotion kind of sets in after the race is over. Like, obviously if I would have lost that race and he would have outdoed me there, um, the minute I crossed the checker flag, it probably would have been like a, oh, you know, I bummed out reaction. But, you know, obviously it went the other way. And now, I'm, you know, I was pumped up when I crossed the checker flag. And I was really happy to be able to win the race. So um, it surprised me. A lot of the times when we, these wing sprint cars, especially when we have open headers like we had the other night, you can kind of hear the guy get to your right side or get to your right rear. And I think he, you know, after watching the video, it makes so much sense. Like, he just got such a big run in three and four and was able to drive by me so quick that it, you know, by the time I could hear him, he was to my outside, and then I slid him down into one, and um, he got me back, and then I got him back that last lap. But I think a lot of it's just reacting to the moment and trying to do the best job you can. I explain it the same way when you're trying to – somebody says, okay, well, explain to me how to run the bottom at Knoxville. There's not really any way to do that. You know, you just have to basically go off of feel and reaction. And if there was an easy way to run the bottom, everybody would just go talk to Lasoski and everybody would be an expert, you know, but that's just not, not the case. And so, um, yeah, I think a lot of it's just in the moment reacting and doing the best I can. 
take us in the mind of a of a guy leading a race. And you said something about you were you're something blind that you're you're kind of you're kind of picking the lanes blind because you can't see what's going on behind you. In the moment prior to Brad doing that move around the outside of you, are you are you looking at a different line? Are you looking at the outside? Are you keying on your grind? How does how does a driver determine that? Because you are a sitting duck a lot of times when you're out leading these races. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> That's a good question. A lot of the times a caution will tell us after you race for long enough and you have enough experience, the caution flag laps kind of tell you the story. A lot of the times you can roll around there and go, oh, man, the top's kind of getting cleaned off, or maybe there's a little bit of grip here or there. They did a little bit of work here on the track, and you kind of pack it in. And you can feel most of the time right away where you need to be, I feel like. And I feel like that's a lot of the difference you see in a lot of the World of Outlaw competitors that are at the top level of the sport. David Gravel is one of the best at it. I watch him all the time roll around on caution laps. And you see him kind of moving around, you know, looking at the whole track. And then it's like they go green and he just knows where to be. He knows where the fast part of the racetrack is a lot of the time. And um, it's something that I've worked on a lot. I see Brad do it a lot. He made a comment in this interview that he saw that the top was cleaned off and that it was rolled in. And so, and I saw it too, but I was just in a, very vulnerable space you know i had take if you look back at the race the whole race was dominated on the bottom um i had taken the lead on the bottom the grip was on the bottom at that point it still looked good down there even though the top looked rolled in and nice but you know i just i just wasn't gonna let some i was somebody was gonna have to drive around me in order for me to change what i was doing and brad did and then i had to switch up you know my game plan a little bit but um yeah, he didn't show me what he was doing in one and two. And that's what I meant in my interview when I said about, you know, I was kind of just in guest mode. I knew that the top was better in three or four because he had drove around me down there. But one and two, I just had no idea. So, yeah, I ran the top and that kind of gave him an avenue to get back by me. And uh, But, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to the cautions. Like even Brad saying that, you know, he, he, he saw that it was rolled in, that it was possible to go up there. I mean, that just says a lot about the race car driver that he is, the talent level that he has, and the awareness that he has inside the car. Um, and on top of that, I think in late in them races like that, you know, there was no points being awarded for, for the World of Outlaw overall sanctioned deal Saturday night. So he's sitting in third. I mean, he's probably figuring, but why run third? You know what I mean? Why not go for it? So um, that's kind of the, the benefits of being in that spot. Carson, incredible insight, especially with the cautions and, and reading the racetrack. Awesome stuff right there. But I want to go back. You mentioned you watched the race. I'm sure a lot of guys watch the race afterwards, see where they could be better. Are you big on, on film? Do you watch races before you get there? Like, did you watch last year's Jackson Nationals before you went this year? Are you big on film? I am personally, yes. I watch a ton of film, especially tries that I haven't been too much. Um you start to get to a point in the outlaw tour where like, you know, I always felt like we would go to a track and I would think, man, like how does Donnie and Brad and David know where to be in qualifying all the time? And I think there's a lot of characteristics for a lot of the tracks we go to that you can remember and, and, and apply. Um, there's just certain racetracks. Jackson's one of them where there, it really is kind of a, I don't want to give away all my secrets, but I feel like there's definitely a way to get around Jackson that, especially during time trials, that really kind of can separate you. Um, and it's not really, you know, it's typically not the fast way to be. So I think you see that a lot. You know, we go to like Lincoln, Pennsylvania or Williams Grove or, 
Um, you know, we go to just certain racetracks that I feel like you just kind of have that little bit of an edge because you've been there before. I think video can help a lot with that. You know, a lot of those tricks or, or things, those characteristics about the racetrack, I learned from watching qualifying um, and, and past Dirt Vision videos. Uh, you know, I've watched David Grau. I think he's probably the best qualifier on the Outlaw Tour as far as the driving standpoint. So I just would sit there and watch all his. I just compiled all his qualifying videos for like a few years and just saw what he was doing to make speed. And it just changed my whole perspective and outlook on how I qualify now. And I think it made me a better, better driver. So, yeah, I, I rely on it a lot. Um, anything we can do to get an advantage or an edge on the next guy is that we're going to be doing it. Your insight, Carson, is absolutely fascinating. I really appreciate you taking us into some of those details because I just find that so fascinating. Uh, we need to step away. We've got a little break here, and when we come back, more with Carson Macedo. Stay with us, everyone. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the World of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. We are having a fascinating visit with Carson Macedo. Minds are being blown around here. It's like, wow, we're just, no, we're really, I love, I love the inside. I really, truly do. But I want to step away from the racetrack. Carson, you're not, obviously not at the race shop. You're not at the hauler. We can see in the background. You're back on the West Coast. You're out home. Uh, do you do that often? Do you, do you, do you stay on tour? How do you, how do you manage that? Yeah, I just try and get home as often as I can. I, I feel like um, when I went, you know, I, my first couple of years in the Outlaw Tour, I was kind of grinding and out, learning where, you know, the, the just the road life. And I uh, just finally sat back and, and realized that the top guys in the sport at the time, Brad and Donnie, um, and David was flying home sometimes too, not quite as much as those two guys, but you know, they didn't have the typical world of outlaw lifestyle. They were flying, you know, Donnie's got obviously in a really good place um, financially. And so he's got his own plane, uh, but Brad was flying home commercial commercially and David was flying home commercially pretty often as well. Um, and I just, I noticed like the motor home, the typical motor home road life is, is wasn't the approach they were taking. And, and so I kind of dove into that and tried to figure out why that was. Um, and, basically just started doing it myself and figured out that, you know, I just, I found that I was so much happier. I was having so much more fun being out on the world of outlaw tour. Uh, I was kind of giving myself a little bit of a reset uh, mentally and having a lot more fun with when I was out there, I was enjoying that time a lot more. I feel like it gets you in more of a routine. I work out every week, uh, every morning and stay in a really good place in my mind by the time I get back to the racetrack I feel like I'm prepared and I think it's made a really big difference in my performance uh you're talking about that mental clar clarity and how important it is with that being said obviously it's it's a reset when you come home but when you get back to the track how nice is it just to be able to mesh with your guys like I think that's the hardest thing in my opinion is when you're with those guys day in and day out you're brothers but you can also fight like brothers 
yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things that I feel like has helped me a lot, you know, going home is just, you get that little bit of a separation. Like I always say, you know, people that are in, that are married working together, that's usually a tough thing to do, right? Because you're, you're, you're with your, uh, you know, significant other a hundred percent of the time. And some people can make it work, but it's very tough to do. And, you know, when I was out on the road with KLR full time, like, you know, I, that was basically the times when I was on the road all the time. Uh, when I went to JJR's, when I started flying home, but you know, with KLR, what I found was too is just you just get into a lot of things that you shouldn't be getting into. You know, you, you're out on the road, and you know, if you race on a Saturday and not again till another that next Friday, you just have so much downtime, um, and you try and fill your space. Obviously, you work on the car, and that takes you know, two, three days to get everything turned around. But then, you know, you get that downtime, you end up going out, you ended up drinking or you end up, and it just is, it's not a, it's, it's sometimes not that much of a healthy environment. And I think JJR's tried to take the same approach. I know Philip, Clyde, Nate, they, they're, our shop, you know, is located in Lake Ozark, Missouri. So they get home a lot more often too. And they try and get there as often as they can. And I think it's helped them try and live a little bit more of that normality too. So, uh, I think it's good for everyone. Uh, I think when they get home, they all go their separate ways, right? Clyde lives in that area, and uh, Phil obviously has his house, and then Nate stays at the team house, so they get that separation too. So we don't want to be out there fighting like married couples, so we just got to make sure that we uh, we get our time apart when we need it. You're, you mentioned in Victory Lane your girlfriend, Holly. Uh, she's a school teacher out on the West Coast there. Um and obviously school's back in session, I'm assuming. She's not out with you there. Um, does she get a chance to travel much with you during the summer? And when not, what's a, what's, what's a date night? What's a good activity that you and Holly like to do together? Yeah, so she's she uh, she's a school, like you said, school teacher. So her schedule works out awesome. Um, she gets summers off. Yeah. And then she gets, you know, time. Winter break is also a really, you know, it's a three-week period that they don't work. So um, she usually comes out for, like, the best months of the season, really. Um, you know, Knoxville, she was, she, she didn't, she didn't get to go to the whole Knoxville because they actually started school that week, but she came right at the end. She took a day or two off, came right at the end there. Um, and then she was out for the Kings Royal and, and a lot of those kind of month of money months. So, um, she loves it. She's a kindergarten teacher, so she's got way more patience than I'll ever have in my whole life. Um, but, uh, she, you know, she loves it and does a good job. So I, uh, she lives with me, obviously, and, um, you know, she's great. I, I love coming home. She's made the, the coming home process even better. Um, but, no, date nights, you know, a lot of them consist of the races. Uh, she she enjoys the traveling. She was she had no idea what a sprint car was until she met me. Wow. So, um, yeah, I think that it's been a huge eye-opener to her. She, she One of her first time, you know, big trips out was – Recently, she came for a, a you know a long span of time, and I wrecked at Knoxville like the first night that oh. she came out, and she had to take care of me for four four weeks or so there while I was hobbling around. So I think she it hit her by surprise, and she was like a little she had never she had been around a lot, but never out for that long and seen all, anything like that happen. So she was a little weary about it at first, but she's coming back around. She's she's enjoying it so. Um, it's great. And, you know, she, she went to Australia with me this year, which was, you know, during her winter break. So it just works out for her job to line up really well with, with what I got going on.
Well, that is really, really awesome. It is so great to have someone in your world like that, that's for sure. Although that Knoxville and that convalescent from that, boy, she got an education on, she got an education in a hurry on that one. We all got an an education on that one. It was like, wow. And we're glad that that worked out well. Carson, it is always a pleasure to chat with you. We love getting a chance to do it. You're going to have some West Coast racing coming up, so shorter trips back home. We wish you the best during those, and I'm throughout the balance of the season. But thanks for joining us this time on Wing Nation. Right on. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be on. There we go. Carson Macedo joining us here on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Stay with us more in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Ashley Strummy and Steve Post here. And boy, I am telling you what, Ashley, that young man, Carson Macedo, he has really got himself buttoned up pretty good. That was fascinating to listen to him describe some of the racing stuff and also to listen to the way he's approaching life as well. Absolutely. He's definitely got something figured out there. When I, I know we talk about this a lot, the mentality, and yeah. it's huge, and he really explained it well. Yeah, well, he said Jason Myers, so that explains it right there. Because Jason Myers is one of the just one of the real sharp guys that uh, former champion in the series that is no longer racing in the series. Once in a while, he'll show up on the West Coast, that's for sure. Hey, uh, All Star Circuit of Champions were in upstate New York, and it was so good to have a little sunshine back on the tour. Tyler Courtney, uh, he was injured back during the uh, Million Kings Royal weekend at Eldora, and he was back, and he did not waste any time. Ashley, he went to Outlaw Speedway in Dundee, New York. And parked it right on the front stretch. He sure did. And it was really cool. Tim Clawson tweeted it out. Um, The 100th win for Clawson Marshall Racing uh, to wrap up kind of Brian Clawson's Chasing 100. Um, So Tyler was their first win and their 100th win. And so now they're chasing 200. So really cool to see that. Really is cool to see that. That's for sure. His other finishes were second and fourth. Love this. Saturday night. When a local upstate New York 360 racer bolts a 410 in and gets a $10,000 win, tip of the cap to Danny Varon. You know, you know that that you know that racer's got a highlight for his life right there, whooping the All Stars at New Utica Rome. Most definitely, in front of your hometown crowd, it doesn't get any better than that. Does not. That's for sure. Zeb Wise picked up the win at Sealands Grove. They had a pair of races at Port Royal. First one was wild. Devin Borden on the last lap around Lance Deweese. Brett Marks picked up his second win, a seventh win of the season. Man, there was some wild racing at the Speed Palace there on Saturday night, Ashley. It sure was, and it was good, especially the first feature. Phenomenal green flag to flag, uh, just awesome racing. Uh, again, a testament to to the racetrack in Port Royal and Steve Steinle and everything they do there. Uh, great, great racing. Great racing, that's for sure. So that kind of puts a bow around some of the racing from this past weekend. I am just, I could not even believe when I saw this, Ashley. Knoxville Raceway Season Championship. We know Knoxville has the sort season, but tell me it isn't so. Tell me they're not ready to wrap up the season in Knoxville this weekend. You know, it's hard to believe our fair week will be here shortly. Um, It's crazy because that used to be the end of our season here at Port Royal. The test for 50, signed, sealed, delivered, and now we kind of keep pushing it a little farther and a little farther and into October. 
But uh, it's crazy that seasons are starting to end already. Austin McCarl looking for a second championship out there, and he has things in pretty good shape. Fair amount of money going on up in Pennsylvania. Williams Grove's got an eight grand to win race. Lincoln's got a 7,300 to win race. And next weekend, Ashley, the Outlaws head west. It is the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals at Skagit Speedway. And, Matt, I love what they got planned out there, Ashley, including Wednesday night. They've got a family fun night out at the track. Yes, great week. Fun fest, five to eight. Drivers are going to be there. Barbecue, music, sage fruit, kids zones. You don't want to miss. It's going to be an epic week. I'm sure of it. I know our friend Casey's got to be excited about that because she is a detailed person. You're going to have a good time at that fun fest. Uh, Thursday, uh, Friday night, World of Outlaw prelim nights. And then Saturday night, the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals, $26,000 to win. So another big one on the tour. We appreciate Carson Macedo joining us here on the program. More important, though, than all of that, thank you for joining us here this time on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches.